It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody! What? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give the Kicking Out podcast that five-star rating. These boys want to be five-star KOP. Don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com. It's your place to go for great merchandise from the Kicking Out podcast. That way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so. Get that dude some pants. This is the first boys, a rabbit hole in the closing. And now let's get right into it. It's another episode of the Kicking Out podcast. is wednesday night and that means it's time for another episode of the kicking out podcast uh still a two-man crew again this week uh we'll we'll explain in a little bit why but uh tonight i am joined by co-host austin shepherd evening shep what's up my fella well it's wednesday night so we're here doing this thing holding down KOP because you know apparently Tanner decided he needed to get married over the weekend and go on a honeymoon or something. Tanner's in Mexico. We're in the Midwest where it's raining dark already where he it's still sunlight and probably 90. I'm guessing the tequila is a lot better where he's at. <laughs> and I'm hoping he's partaking. Yeah. Well, speaking of tequila, it wouldn't be KOP without asking, hey, Shep, what are we drinking? Yeah, I thought about that tonight to, to, to drink some of the old tequila in a celebration of Tanner's wedding and him him down in old Mexico. But it just didn't sound good. <laughs> so you know what did sound good? I bet you can guess. Mm, a little bit of bubbly. And your go-to, Kettle One. So, yeah. Was sat down to watch the episode a little bit later. uh, The normal. Uh, My fault, because as you guys know, um, the people that do uh, listen to the old pod, I am very passionate about professional wrestling. And there's one other thing that I'm very passionate about that has absolutely nothing to do with professional wrestling is maybe one of the farthest things from professional wrestling. And that is dirt sprint car racing. Yes. And tonight started the, uh, WrestleMania of dirt sprint car racing, the Knoxville national. So I have been flipping back and forth. I had to, I have, uh, uh, a friend, um, a guy that I help support, um, qualifying tonight and his brother qualifies tomorrow night so i had to watch him tonight before i started the episode a little bit behind but hey i made it i made it on time at 10 20 so um only fast forwarded through some of the parts that i thought the show was shit so um, <laughs> wow giving the review right off the bat 
there was two spots that I thought were dumb as hell, but that's whatever. Um, so yeah, fast forward a little part, and I think I logged in at ten nineteen, and here we go. Yeah, yeah, we were uh, chatting a little bit off air before we got started because you know we like to make sure we're on the same page, so I don't go in here and say something that Shep's like, "Whoa, why'd you have to go down that rabbit hole three minutes in?" I'm a, I'm a, I'm an open book. <laughs> and I do, uh, I do not discriminate against any rabbit hole. All right. Well, uh, we, we know what you're drinking tonight. So with that being said, I got to say, hey, Kettle One, KOP is looking for some sponsorship. And you got a guy who uh, drinks it religiously on KOP every Wednesday. We're wearing, willing to wear Kettle One merchandise, hats, shirts. I mean, we're going to be at Dynamite in Indy uh, September 6th. So, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll wear a Kettle One shirt down there if we can. I mean, I'll wear on. a Kettle One shirt. I'll make sure the Indiana or Indiana Farmers Pepsi Coliseum. Last time I was down there, we had, we had to drink the old Tito's. Not not bad product. Made in Texas. Something like that. It's okay. <laughs> something like that. Something like but that. But it's not Kettle One. No, it's, it's not. And it hasn't been made uh, in the... Noet family since like what 1849 or uh, since 1691. All right, older than the country we live in. Come yeah, on, I mean, it literally, I don't know if I can. It says 1691 right there. Yeah, you can almost see it. It's 1691. <laughs> that's pretty damn old. Yeah, that's, I mean, I guess that's, that's they're good at what they do because they've had uh, practice. Sure, that's what they call it. And right? I try, and I try to practice as much as I can uh, drinking, um, Mr. Kettle. So, there yeah. You go. So, Kettle One, come on, come on, sponsor KOP. Free T-shirt at least. Come on. Yeah, Shep loves you. Love us back. <laughs> All right. So, uh, two man crew. Tanner's out. We know what you're drinking. So, I guess. Unless you've got a rabbit hole to dive into before we get started, I guess it's time to get started with dynamite. Yeah, I got one. All right. Uh, coming off of SummerSlam weekend. Yeah. The Brock. Let's just go right into it. Let's go into Cody. All right. So, well, it, go now I got to go hit the, the, the audio. So, hold on. We're doing this completely ass backwards here. Yep. So, so what do you guys want to talk about? And we're talking Cody Rhodes and SummerSlam right off the bat on KOP. And I wouldn't have done it, but I thought it was very, I don't want to use the word symbolic. It was very surprising. That after the one, two, three of what Brock Lesnar did. Yeah. And in reading Cody's comments to Sports Illustrated, which I think came out yesterday, maybe today. I think I read them yesterday. When that happened, Cody thought he was going to get punched in the face. You can kind of see that too as you watch it. You can see him kind of flinch. And Brock did the complete 180, raised his hand put him over, 
And I think it it took the fans off guard, caught the fans off guard, maybe caught Cody off guard even more. Oh, yeah. But I love the fact that maybe Brock knows the bigger picture. And this, this helps Cody build back up to where we want him to be to build him back up where he was last WrestleMania and then the let the you know the air came out of the sail. Mm-hmm. So maybe Brock sees this, sees the bigger picture and says, I'm Brock Lesnar. I can I can maybe reinflate that sail a little bit. I thought it was a awesome segment. Match was good. I watched yeah. the match match was good. Um but I won't talk about his Monday Night Raw stuff this past week because I thought it was shit. I, I was honestly watching it as you logged in because I did not catch Monday Night at all. I, I I just I recorded it, fast forwarded it to that part, and then thought it was shit. I don't. I don't. I don't that's another whole another cop subject, but whatever. Um. Now we have to get Cody to Survivor Series. It's our next big one. And continue the momentum. And then after Survivor Series, obviously it's Rumble. Does he go back-to-back Rumble? I don't know how else you you can carry his momentum unless all of a sudden, the only thing I can think of, that would even be close is if he beats Seth Rollins and he tries to go be Cody two belts at mania. Yeah. It's the only other thing that could work, but, or if, and if he's going to win the rumble this year, he's, he's doing it from number one. He's got to, I mean, we saw him come out what 30th last year, 30th last year. So he's got to at least 15. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm saying, one is the ideal spot, but one or two. yeah, you know, no later than 15. I mean, if you have him come in at 20, 25, 29, even you're going to know Cody's going to win it. And then he's healthier this year than he was last year. So he's got a little bit of time that he can be in the ring more. But again, completely not shocked, but just really taken back by the way Brock put him over at the end, thought the match was good, keeps his momentum going, and then you throw him in a a whatever on Monday night. I I like Seth Rollins. The, The stupid, the attire thing is getting completely out of hand. All right, I did not watch. I saw a photo of this man in giant yellow croc boots. Was that legit? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. All right. All right. I just I, I wanted to check. I think being married to Becky has caused damage in his brain. I think she spiked his lemonade. Oh, she did something all right. And and first of all, I'm not a big crocs fan. No, I can't stand them. I, I and I, and maybe I get some heat. Um, 
But yeah, definitely not a big Crocs fan. Would not be caught dead in Crocs. In fact, I've actually got into a argument with my um, family, uh, my in-laws and my wife, because I said my kids are never wearing Crocs. That's that's embarrassing. And anyways, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> But yeah, if those are if those boots are made by Crocs and it 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 devalues Seth Rollins down to the European Championship. Uh well, like our friend Majin says, he's become a joke. So, I mean, he says uh he used to be the architect, a good wrestler you can get behind. Now he's an absolute joke. Yeah, I think I mean his obviously his in-ring skills are you you cannot knock, but this gimmick he is Oh man, ben. the drip god. Yeah, is that what they're calling him now? Um, sure. I don't. I don't know. My I don't know. told me Jim, Jim Cornette's calls him Seth Franklin Rollins. I love that. Well, you know, I think it. Well, we're not getting into that anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Off to a fantastic start. So, all right, I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole now because I know you watch it every Tuesday, and I actually watched it this week. Uh, While well, I watched it today, I'm still getting caught up on previous episodes. The World According to Marty Jannetty. Uh, a little different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say for the first time in like 20 years, he was on a interview and he didn't spend the entire interview saying everything that's gone wrong in my life is Shawn Michaels fault. Yeah. He hinted about it several times, but he he owned up to some of it for a change. Yeah, he's uh, the last I would say six years. The guy, the stuff that comes out of that guy's mouth is just off the rails. Yeah, um, thought it was a pretty good episode. Um, way better than last week's episode. Last week's episode, I thought, was maybe the worst episode they've done. And I've been a fan of this uh, project that they've uh, been doing for sure. Um, but last week's episode with Shit Stain and uh, Big-Headed Bischoff. Like, I've never seen Bischoff come off as such a, I'm the best person in wrestling ever, more than that that Dark Side of the Ring. Okay. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, the episode, it's, it's shit. If I was going in order, I'm getting ready to watch what happened to Doink the Clown. <laughs> Doink's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so that's no. where I'm at. Uh, okay. I was actually going to watch that, and I went, "Oh no, wait!" Marty's episode was on last night, so I wanted yeah. to watch it. Yeah, yeah, watch Marty. Marty's was good. It was one of the better ones. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was nice. Uh, Al Snow was on there, um, who was, by the way, 35 minutes down the road from us Saturday. He spent his entire day in Logansport, Indiana, Saturday. He was at a comic book store, and then they had a uh, SummerSlam watch-along with Al Snow. In Logansport? In Logansport. Never saw one advertisement for it. Uh, it was on some of the indie stuff on uh, Facebook, which you're not on. I do not have the book they call Face. 
But uh, yeah, I didn't know about it until like Thursday or Friday. And I went, oh, cool. And I'm going to Liston. Great. <laughs> well, you had prior commitments to. I did. The old tan man. Unfortunately, I couldn't enjoy uh, the tan man wedding because I had some family commitments uh, uh, back here in the good old ROC. So, unfortunately, we couldn't go hang out with Ed. (laughs) Yeah. Neither of us got to. But uh, I will say I was disappointed. There was a cake and wrestling fans and nobody went into the cake. It felt wrong. Sounds like a shitty watch party. Oh, uh, the wedding. Oh, we're talking, we're back on the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were talking about the watch party. Like, you got to have cake at a watch party, right? (laughs) No, the the wedding. The wedding. All right, yeah. Tanner should have, like, she should have probably showed some cake in Tanner's face. She she got some frosting on his cheek. Yeah. And he said. She should have stunned Tanner into the cake. Uh, he said if he didn't rent what he was wearing, that might have been a possibility. I, I guess paying to rent and then get it dry cleaned ahead of time to return it is hey, a little pricey. The f- most famous saying, one of the most famous saying in the world, nothing parties like a rental. <laughs> yeah, and as somebody in the car business, you would definitely know that. Yeah. Had some good time in some old rental cars. Yes. So, um, yeah, Cody's match, SummerSlam, pretty good. Um, I think it could have been better, but with these two for the rubber match, I thought it was, I thought it went down the way it needed to go. I appreciated Brock doing what he did. Um, Again, everybody is saying that was completely unscripted and that was just Brock being Brock. Yeah. Yeah, definitely take that. Definitely take that. And I think he probably sees the bigger picture with Cody. Yep. Knows of his position in the company. And and in my opinion, and because I am a Cody fan, in my opinion, he did uh, the right thing. And then he he honored Cody on top of it. So hats off to Brock. Yep. And, you know, one thing we didn't talk about, and I actually got thinking about this earlier today, uh, we we quickly reviewed, well, we didn't quickly review it, but the uh, Cody Rhodes documentary. One thing that I got thinking about is when Cody comes back to the WWE, he's heading to face Roman at WrestleMania. And for the longest time, Cody said he hated the people in NXT because they were referred to as Dusty's Dusty's kids kids. and he was Dusty's kid and it should have only been him and Dustin and his sisters. But yet the first thing he did behind the scenes, not really behind the scenes, but was work with Owens and Sammy to become tag champions. I hope. And, and if, Tanner's uncle was truly still running the show. We would probably see this. So I hope we don't see this. Um, If Vince was still running the show, I've got a feeling we would see a Rhodes group put together with Dusty's kids, a few of Dusty's kids and make it a faction with Cody leading it. 
No. If if they would have done it, if if they would somehow get Dustin back, which they'll never will, they would have had a Dustin Cody versus Dusty's kids from NXT. So they, you know, that would be that would be Sammy and and Kevin versus uh, the Rhodes brothers, um, and and they would use that as a as a story builder. Uh, yeah. Dusty loved me more than his own kids, or you know, lines like that. I don't, I don't see we have after which, that, which after they that. could still do with Roman, since Roman was one of those kids as well. Yeah, a- after that, that uh, documentary, I don't, I don't see Cody playing along. I don't, I don't care if Cody's got the belt around him. I don't, I don't see that playing along. So no. I think Cody's got a little bit of uh, creative freedom, or not freedom, creative direction. Okay. He, I, I think he can direct himself into the path that he wants. Now, whether it's approved or not, it's a completely different subject. Um, <laughs> That's always the subject. Yeah, yeah. So Cody might have a good idea, but if the old man doesn't think it's good shit, then <laughs> it's not going to happen. Very true. Very true. All right. Well, uh, the Kicking Out podcast focuses mainly on AEW and rabbit holes. So let's head on over to AEW for a little bit. We had, we had an episode tonight. <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, and we were in Columbus, Ohio, where they're a little mid. Um, I mean, or so I've is, been told. It is, it is Ohio State University. There, there is a there is a pod listener uh, that is an Ohio State grad. In fact, I'm pretty sure he's in the Ohio State Hall of Fame. So if he would hear us, I, don't, I haven't talked to him today, but if he was hearing us that we were in Columbus, I mean, it is mid, it's Ohio State, it's kind of mid-level, not an Ohio State fan. So, yeah, mid. <laughs> but the crowd seemed to be pretty hot tonight, so well, yeah, the crowd was, was not mid. There was no there was no Buckeye shit in there, so yeah, they were okay. <laughs> but uh show opens up with um the mandatory JAS meeting. This went one thousand times better than I thought it would. I was expecting a beat down from everybody but Ty, since you know she's with child. Um, but, uh, yeah, one by one, you know, uh, the JAS is in the ring. Jericho comes out. He says, you know, I'm a little disappointed that you guys came out here without me and didn't even tell me Garcia cuts him off, tells him to listen for once and not talk. And one by one, each member of the Jericho appreciation society, airs their grievances with Jericho and walks out of the ring. We get to Sammy and Sammy says, look, you're my friend. You know, I had your back since day one, uh, wearing an inner circle originals jacket tonight too. Um, but nice uh, touch. Nice touch. Yeah. So we go through and, and Sammy says, you know, one, you've got some things to figure out. Once you do, give me a call. Maybe I'll be there. 
Well, I didn't think I didn't think Sammy was the best though. I thought 2.0 was the best. They were. They were. Uh, Majin says, my first reaction to this part is uh, he's going to get me slapped. Um, so. I thought Cool Hand did an amazing job tonight. We, I, we don't get to hear him talk a lot. No. And then I'm like, man, he can't be topped. And then old Daddy Magic came. And, and got I'm your like, nipples nice and hard, didn't he? Um, he, I, and, and I don't know the story. I'd like to dive into the story. But if the story he told tonight was true, and we got some real true emotion into that segment, uh, meaning that, hey, I'm married. I'm, I got a wife that's eight months pregnant, and I have no job. And you bring me into your house, Jericho, and you get me a job. If that's if that's all true, which I'm guessing it is, because we can we can dive back into that stuff. Yeah, and 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 he and he tears up a little bit. There's nothing better, and I think I've said it before. Uh, there's nothing better in professional wrestling when you get true emotion. And there was only one company back in the day that just arrived on that, and that was ECW. Um, it was Paul Heyman and ECW. They they could get the true emotion with with all the angles they did with Raven and Dreamer and Sandman and incorporating the kids. That was true emotion. Mm-hmm. And that, that was even before they pulled the curtain back with the kayfabe stuff. Yeah. Okay. People people bought it more back then than they do now. But tonight, those two short promos from that tag team that we don't get to see a lot in the ring. We don't get to see them talk a lot. Those guys showed their true talent tonight and delivered perfectly. In fact, made the segment. Danny Garcia was shit. Don't. Oh, man. He was shit. Hager was kind of funny with the hat. I liked that hat. I liked that hat. Okay. The girls, they're okay, whatever. 2.0, amazing. Sammy was good, kind of put the cherry on the top, but was not the foundation of that promo. Right. Uh, no, it was 2.0, hands yeah. down. Yeah. So um, we then go to a quick commercial break, come back, see Jericho backstage. Uh, Callus comforts him and apologizes, and Jericho says, it's fine. He has his answer for him. Let's announce it next week. What's your prediction? I already have mine. I don't think he'll join, but then part of me says he's going to. I don't think he'll join, and I think he'll turn around and beat down Don Callis, and then Takeshina comes out for the save. There's our all-in match. Mm-hmm. All right. I can I can get behind that. I can get behind that. And then Jericho for the next what two weeks, three weeks? We got we got three dynamites left, right? Um, two, two? No, maybe three because it's the 27th. In anyways, um, Jericho comes out and talks about how he's gonna do. We have two since since Jericho's been AEW, he's been in a faction. Now, all of a sudden, Jericho says, I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna do this on my own, I don't need help from anybody. He and I'm gonna I'm gonna go take on with the Don Callis family and Takeshi. And I'm, I'm gonna do it on my own. I don't want no help. Um, 
and he's going to have two weeks to prove uh, that via promo. And I believe he is good enough that he will get those people believing him. Now, I don't see him going over clean over Takeshna. Um, no, whether we Jay have a return or something, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's the angle you're going to see over the next two weeks. He's going to tell Dom Callis no, beat him down. We get that match with Takeshna, and then we have all this Jericho hype. I can do it on my own. I'm the Ocho. I'm the Demo God, Lionheart, Painmaker, Rainmaker, whatever the hell you want to call me. I can do it on my own. Yeah. All right. Now, okay, let me ask you this. Based off of things we've seen on the dirt sheets, rumors flying around on the internet, and then Sammy wearing the inner circle jacket, there's been talk that Proud and Powerful are on speaking terms again. Um, I think I, I've heard, I don't know if it's true or not, that Santana's pretty much ring ready. Do we? Do you think that's how he goes over it all in? It's not the JAS, it's inner circle. No. No? No, because I think they bring, if, if they get those two guys on the same page, they bring proud and fow- proud and powerful in on the uh, tag title scene real quick. Okay. Now down the road, if they want to match them up, great. Um, But then you have the whole conflict with them going back to Jericho or them staying friends with Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is going to come back. You know, he's finishing up the G1 or finished up the G1, I should say. Um, So we're going to have – I'm guessing we're going to have Eddie Kingston coming back. So then you have a conflict of these two guys going, I, my real, real life friend, Eddie Kingston, my on screen friend, my kayfabe friend is Jericho. I'm in the original inner circle. Maybe have a little bit of battle back and forth, but I want to see those guys come back. They're so talented. I want to see them come back in the tag time scene. Yeah, me too. I mean, um, you, you get those guys brought back with FTR, the Bucks, the Hardys. They got a little left in the tank, man. They got a little left. Give me, give me another six months of them, and then I think they're done. They got a little left in the tank. Um, Lucha Brothers are great. Aussie Open is great. We have our, and MGF and Adam Cole's. We'll get into yeah. later. They're obviously going to be an established tag team. For now. Bring them back in maybe the greatest tag team division that we've seen in a long, long, long time. All right. So let, let's jump ahead a little bit here and uh, get your your thoughts. Pick your brain as we head down a rabbit hole. Um, All in. We have... The Bucks, FTR three for the tag titles. I I don't want to pick a winner yet. It's not that time. Both of those teams are faces. We have face tag team champions right now. Do you have Pride and Pout or Pout? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Santana and Ortiz come back after that match and attack the winner 
and make it known that they want gold and they want it now? You you could, but that does not set up for what will happen at all out. Trios. It has to be. Okay. And in, in, in the those guys, I know we still read the dirt sheets that Tony Khan is is playing the middle guy and separating everybody, but at some point we gotta get the payoff. Not only do we have to get the payoff, they have to get the payoff because their payoff goes into their pockets. Our payoff is the entertainment. Um, So, obviously, I, I I don't know if they'll have a clean tag match at all in. Obviously, Omega's going to be occupied. We're going to find out next week. But he's going to be occupied. I don't know. There, there's there, there's something that's weird. There's something that says me this week on Collision that CMFT, yeah, CMFTR wins the trios championships. There's that's my thing. There's something that says that. Yeah, I just have the feeling. Uh, and then it all was of a announced sudden, tonight, everybody. Buddy Matthews got engaged, so he's got to start planning a wedding. I mean, well, then all of a sudden, if you think about it, everybody in CMFTR has two belts. Two belts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Still not sure how I feel about the real world champion, but eh, you know. Yeah. All right. Up next, we get. Um, well, we were just kind of briefly mentioning the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. This was a back and forth match more than I thought it was going to be. Um, I mean, I haven't seen Jeff do a whole lot. I've been bad at catching Rampage, which is where they've been a lot here lately. But, um, you know, uh, did a fantastic job throughout this match tonight. Uh, as we get towards the end of the match, uh, things kind of get out of control. The Hardys regain control, and Jeff nails the Swanton Bomb, but Matt Jackson breaks up the pinfall attempt. Matt nails Nick with a twist of fate, but then eats a super kick. But Matt then hits a super kick to the back of Jeff's ankle to end a top-of-rope attempt. The Young Bucks then nail the BTE trigger on Matt and take the victory. One thing I will say, um, I chuckled, and and Shep will be back here shortly, and uh, we'll get his input on this, but uh, I chuckled when they said uh, that the younger brothers have tagged in for the perspective teams because I was sitting there going, you know, it's funny because before they said that, uh, the older brother on both sides is Matt, and then your youngers is Nick and Jeff. So I thought it was interesting that it always seemed to be the olders versus the youngers in this match. Welcome back, Shep. Um, your thoughts, commentary mentioned it. I was just mentioning it. Um, the older brother versus the younger brother throughout the entire, the majority of the match. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I was, and, and I don't know. And I don't want to 
downplay the Hardys. But I thought they looked better than I expected tonight. Yep. Now, I got to thinking about that and going, I would consider Matt and Nick in their prime. Okay? Mm -hmm. They're at their peak. Mm -hmm. These guys are, are, are talented enough to elevate guys that are on their level. Not saying the Hardys aren't on their level. Right. Just in in difference in physicality and age. Mm-hmm. I thought they made the Hardys look like a million bucks tonight. Um, and I, go ahead. I think Jeff still has some. I think Jeff has more in the tank than Matt. Um, again, and and Jeff's the younger, right? Jeff's the younger of the two. Yes, Matt and Matt are the olders. Right, right. Jeff so, and Nick are the youngers. I, I, yeah. I don't think we'll get another title run from the Hardys. No, I don't, I as, don't think we'll do it. As much as I'd like to see it, with the tag team division as it is right now, you've got FTR. On the AEW side, you've got Ozzy Open on ROH side. I don't think they could take on either of those two teams and it'd be believable that they beat them. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know what they're going to do with them. I don't know, you know, what they got left, but. I thought tonight's match was good. Again, I, I thought it looked good. And and maybe and maybe I'm being too hard on the Hardys. Um, but I, I really think it was the Jackson brothers that elevated the Hardys tonight. Well, I mean, you, you – And you I, I want to how... sound like a big, like, AEW mark and right. like BS, but just my opinion. Yeah, well, and and you mentioned how we've seen the Bucks elevate teams who aren't necessarily on their level. We saw that with Private Party in the original tag team tournament. They lost to Private Party and put Private Party over, making us all think that these guys are just the greatest tag team out there, and then they all just kind of disappeared. And one became Brothers A. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of private party. I mean, no, but I mean, what the Bucks did with them made them just yeah. look like, you know, they were the next big thing between BTE and Dynamite. Yeah. Same thing happened to Action Andretti, too. And where the hell is he at? I don't, I think he's injured. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know more than me. Uh, wait, wasn't he on something this weekend? Rampage or collision? He could have. I don't know. I mean, I, I get, I get the, uh, I get the young, I get the veterans doing that. I appreciate that. But if you're not going to do anything with him, yeah. Well, he has to keep filling in for one of the Martin brothers because either you know Darius or Dante's out injured every time they start to push. Action, another Martin Brothers injured. Yeah. Yeah, well, the uh, 
when you when you break your ankle in 69 places. God, you had to bring that up. That just makes my stomach turn. Oh, I can. That. I I I watched it live. Yeah, I don't know and, how you did it. I oof. and I, I forget how many stacks of tables were set up and ladders they went through or whatever. But it was it was Sid vicious esque when he did it off the top rope. Yeah, with a wrestling hit. with a with a wrestling boot on. Yes. Dante Martin, I think, had probably what what you would call an amateur wrestling shoe on with kick pads. I think so. I mean, Sid Vicious had a freaking boot on that went up to his knee, knee. and still did that. But yeah, maybe yep. he had, those, those he things don't them. provide a whole lot of support like you would think they do. But uh, I've only tried them on once, so that's beyond the point. Anyway. Uh, post-match, the two teams, the Bucks and the Hardys, share respect, shake hands. The Young Bucks then get the microphones, and uh, Nick Jackson says three letters. F-T-R. It's kind of like Beetlejuice. You say it three times, he appears. You say F-T-R, they appear. They go appear. ahead, Chip. Keep saying it so that maybe they'll appear in the comments or something for you. um the two teams face off the young bucks simply say all in and ftr raises the titles young bucks ftr three the rubber match all in for the gold ish no it is all gold it is all gold yeah i was thinking trios for a second um I thought we would get this match it all out and we would have uh, the big match CMFTR versus the elite at all in. Then the more I looked at it with Omega, probably going to be with Osprey and Osprey's home country. That makes more sense. That's more of a draw than what we see in the States makes sense. I love it that we're going to get a true tag team uh, title match in large, the largest crowd AEW has ever drawn. So that that's positive. And then I still think we'll get what we all want in, in Chicago the following week. Yeah. What you want. No, it's what we all want. I, I speak for the people. The people. Um, Tanner does not want that because then remember he gets a shirt and you have to drink shots or something like that. No, I, I get a shirt and he's got to drink shots. If it happens, if it doesn't happen, it's the other way. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you guys know the deal. I'm just, you know, I love I'm you. here to make sure that somebody takes their shots. I'll, I'll buy Tanner a shirt, which is the best. But that's actually a win for me because. If he's got to buy a shirt for me, my sizes are more. He wears baby gap size. <laughs> so it actually costs me less. Yeah, you'll be uh, shopping in the kids department of AEW shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got a kids section. We'll, we'll hook yeah. Tanner in. Hopefully he's got his swimmies on down in Mexico. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Yeah, we, and Tanner don't drink the water. 
Don't drink the water. Don't drink the water. And stay away from those black cars. Come back with all your organs. Yeah, just, just, just if if I was Tanner, just stay in the resort. Uh, drink from your mini bar that is sealed, and um, the tequila's down there. Okay, everybody loves tequila so much down there that they won't they won't screw you up on the tequila. So just drink some tequila. Tequila. Uh, Majin says he doesn't want to see the trios match either. The less of CMFTR on his screen, the happier he is. We're gotta get the payoff though. We we have to. Can you imagine? You imagine the 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 weekly. I, I know we're only gonna have a week build, right? But the week leading up, you you play the CM Punk press conference where he's eating the. Um, Miss Ann's brownie or wherever the hell Ann's bakery muffins, whatever. Sure, um, I didn't I didn't buy her muffins, but I bought the Caitlin and Caitlin pickles, which I had some for dinner tonight. Freaking amazing, by the way. Yeah, um, we didn't get a review of those this week. Well, no, I'm I'm sorry. Here we go. I'll, even though I'm on a rant about this, no, CMF you, you were hard. late. You had some other stuff to take care of. We we yeah, understand. Um, but I'm the the pickle the spicy pickle chips, which the the spicy uh, pickle spears were the the devil spears or whatever, right? You know that that came in the MGF uh, little. But I got I got the spears, but I also got the pickle chips, and I make those on my sandwiches every night. And you put them on a, a cold cut sandwich, you put them on a, a chicken grilled chicken breast sandwich, a burger. I had a burger tonight with them. You put them in your, uh, you put them in your hot dog or bratwurst. I mean, they are freaking stupid. Maybe the only thing ever I like that came out of California. By the way, just to let you know. Um, but yeah, it's great. I, I I have six jars that I haven't even cracked yet. There's I haven't tried the jalapeno ones yet, and there's another flavor I haven't tried yet. So maybe next well, week we'll have some jalapeno pickle. Uh, review for Kaylin Kaylin. Of course, there was some jackalope, and I've been doing this for a while. There's some jackalope that Tanner sent me that decided to do a a pickle review of the actual MGF pickles that he got, which I got mine like, what, six months ago and ate them all. And this guy's just now doing a review, and I think Kaylin and Kaylin tagged him, and I'm like, look, where, where's the love? Freaking, I had a 200 and some dollar order that my wife ripped my ass about. She's like, <laughs> She goes, this is getting out of control when the, when they showed up in two different boxes on the front porch. And she's like, you, you're an idiot. I said, no, you don't understand. These pickles are amazing. So Kaylin and Kaylin, show us some love too. Kaylin and Kaylin and Kettle. I mean, obviously I'm in the case. Give me some love, guys. Come on. All right, what were you talking about? Uh, CMFTR. Oh, yeah. Majin, it's going to happen. We got to have the payout. We'll sell the T-shirts, sell the tickets, make millions. Be done with it, and then we'll move on to something else. There you go. Cheers. All right. So basically, we're looking for a one-off. Let it happen. Be done with it. Give them 20, 25 minutes. Move Give on. Give me a one-off, and then let's let's go into a, maybe Omega CM Punk for the fake title, the real title, or whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't care. Um, yeah. I, I think those two could make million just working the two of them so yes all right all right moving on 
moving on. Moving on. Uh, we, we get to see a video package from last week of MJF and Adam Cole hanging out at a trampoline park. <laughs> MJF was not happy when they got there. And I was like, all right, we're going to see, you know, a super kick or somebody's going to get something on a trampoline. Instead, MJF is just hurling dodgeballs at kids the entire yeah. time. And Cole tells him, you got to stop. You can't do those things. Some little girl walks over, says, you know, what are two grown men doing in a kid's trampoline park? As you see other adults in the background, by the way. Um, but, uh, you know, they say they can do it if they want to, and they shouldn't talk to people that way. She flips them off, calls them nerds. And Cole finally says, all right, Max, one more. And you just see him get ready to chuck it as it cuts off. Fantastic. I'm pretty, the best comment was, I'm probably your dad. Yeah. That was a good one. And he hit the kid in the nuts, too. Yeah, I'm probably your dad, and he did. Um, uh, slept with your mom. Slept with your mom. Um, two two great comments. And then it, it was short and sweet. They didn't drag it out. Um, and then they go right into their in-ring promo, which... No. Not well, yet. No, you skipped a part. No. Well, that was fast <laughs> uh, I don't blame you. What I skip? Uh, BCC shown backstage. They talk about how what they did to the best friends. Uh, they mentioned that they are the reason that Pac is out injured, um, meaning he'll miss Wembley. Yeah, I'm okay with all that. I, yeah. I'm good. I'm good with skipping. There we go. My microphone doesn't want to stay connected tonight. Uh, they say that uh, they don't fear death. Death fears them. Yeah, yeah. I was okay. I was okay with skipping that part. I, I'm. Their their promos are the same every week. Yes. So uh, I didn't realize Pac was out injured. Um. I guess I missed that dirt sheet. Yeah. What did it was last week? They came out and said he was injured, undisclosed injury and talked about, he could miss a significant amount of time. I guess that's, I all, that I, part. that's all I got from the dirt sheets. And apparently uh, it was the BCC's fault. The other thing you missed, um, which is fine was the FTW championship match, Jack Perry, RVD. I have nothing on this match. I mean, there's notes in front of me. Don't get me wrong. I have nothing on this. RVD missed a couple spots. He can't jump from the ring to the top rope like he used to anymore. Uh, there was one spot where he went for the split leg moonsault or whatever it's called. Um. Jack had already moved by the time he hit the top rope and then he slid and didn't get the proper bounce he needed. So he had to redo it. And Jack's already slid up by the ropes out of the way. 
and RVD had looked down and seen him there, so it didn't really do much for me. Nope. Next. Although there was a gruesome, not gruesome, because there was no blood or anything, but there was a fantastic chair shot to uh, your favorite referee. Uh, <laughs> Knox, Knox took a good one. No, that Knox. That was um, Rensburg. Oh, it was Rensburg. Rensburg. Yeah. He's not my he's not my favorite referee just because he took time out of his day for you, man. Just because I had an asshole friend pay to have a cameo done <laughs> that I still will not show on this pod. Or did I show it once? I can't remember. I don't think I did. I thought about doing it. Maybe I did. I don't know. I have a sh- I have a bad memory. I drink too much. Um did we show it? No, I didn't. You're back. You're back. You're back. Now yeah. I, I I sent it to you guys, and, and Tanner was going to show, it and I said not to. Uh, but maybe, maybe, maybe when Tanner comes back, we'll, we'll show the uh, cameo. Um, there's some local politics involved in this cameo uh, from Mr. Bryce Rensburg that I had a again an asshole friend pay uh, to have done. So, yeah, maybe fantastic. We'll we can show it now since maybe the election's kind of over, right? <laughs> uh, well, not technically till November. I mean, yeah, it's kind of over. We could we could show it the very next night after if you wanted to. We could. It'll be a Wednesday night, won't it? Yes, it will. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe see maybe, maybe a cameo coming soon. Maybe. Stay tuned. All right, now we get to uh, MJF and Adam Cole's in-ring promo. It's pretty good. It really was. It was. It was. Um, I'm not going to read all through the entire notes of it. If you didn't watch it, go watch it. Uh, but the MJF somehow thinks they're in a promo battle. Says Cole is so pale and skinny that if it was the 80s, Hogan would have snorted him. Great. Popped for that one. Um, They go back. Well, MJF says a few more lines while Cole's trying to stop him. And then they challenge for the ROH World Tag Team Championships on the zero hour of All In. Fantastic. I can't wait to see this. Cole duped him into this. Oh, yeah. So, and he even said it. What kind of sick pervert do you think I you are to, to make me wrestle twice in one night? And then he went for it. Um, it actually throws a little bit of a curveball because I didn't think, I don't think Tony's taking that belt off of him anytime soon. But... If he if he does an injury angle out of the zero hour, like you got me hurt on the pre-show, you you know what I mean? There's a ton of different directions you can go. Have them I don't think they'll go over Aussie Open who have signed um with all elite, but you have them go over Aussie Open all of a sudden now they're joined to the hip with the tag titles and then they gotta fight each um yeah, there's so many good directions you can go here. So many options. Yes. Um, after they get done, uh, Roderick Strong appears and says and he this, can't believe Cole doesn't want to win the titles with him. 
MJF says he's sick of his ex-girlfriend vibes and he wants Strong to go home, cry into his Hello Kitty pillow, put his headphones on, listen to some Taylor Swift and shake it off, you bland bitch. Yes, this, like, when he came out, I'm like, this ruined it for me. That promo made it better. But yeah, I'm over this whole Roderick Strong being a psycho ex-redhead girlfriend. And he came Sorry out the heel side. Had girlfriends out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have any. We're good. Um... <laughs> Wish I could say the same. Them redheads are crazy, bro. They're nuts. Fucking nuts. I said I don't have any. I didn't say I didn't have one. Wait a minute. You... If you have an ex redhead girlfriend, you have one. Well, I thought you said girlfriend when you said sorry to all the redheaded girlfriends out there oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're nuts so i guess redheads are crazy that's that anyway (laughs) um yeah roderick comes out the heel side kingdom comes out consoles him they go back mjf and cold kind of get into it. They hug it out. You know, this is the new version of get the, give the people what they want from the best friends. Um, MJF tells them to, to go check on him. And Adam gets to the top of the ramp, waits a second, and then decides to go in the face side. He kind of ran though, didn't he? A little bit, but he got, got up to the top and he kind of, Stopped for a second and then went kind of like he was checking to see if the camera was back on him before he went in the wrong side. Yeah. I, 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 I love the storyline, but I could do without Roger strong. I'm not a big fan of him. Um, I know some people who are, and they love this. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, next. But I guess he what's going to be the wedge between those two. I think that's how better than you, Bebe breaks up is because of Roderick Strong. Okay. Yeah, I, I could see that, or has something to do with the the way that obviously the main event's going to go down. Um, Especially the they both coming out wearing tag gold, and yeah. then they turn around and fight each other. Like I think that just thickens the plot, mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, but I don't want Roger Strong involved in the main event of All In. No, no. All right, up next we got the BCC versus the Lucha Bros. Which again, if you watch the promo, Moxley refers to them as Death Triangle. Um, because of the Pac ordeal, referencing what happened to him, and yeah. that's why they're in this well, match. You, you you keep going. I gotta get a refill. Just keep going. I'll be right back. Oh man! All right. Hey, nice golf clubs. You'll never hear that I said that, so we're good. Uh, so to start off the match, the Lucha Bros sneak into the ring and attack the BCC from behind, launching them out of the ring, hitting. Stereo dives outside the ring, back inside. Penta stomps on Claudio from the top turnbuckle, while Phoenix once again dives out to John Moxley. Claudio turns things around with an uppercut, and a lariat 
though, as he then tags in Moxley. Shep's back, so we can go uh, kind of fast forward here to the end of the match. Uh, with a distraction that works as Moxley then pins Pentagon with a roll-up as Penta is distracted after having his mask pulled off. There you go. BCC wins due to mask removal. I could care less about the match till the end. I thought the mask removal, the way they played it was good. Um, I loved Aubrey. It was quick. Yeah, the camera didn't catch it. No. Um, But it made sense the way that that Mox pinned him. And then Aubrey, as soon as the pin was over, you looked at, she looked right at the camera and she was signaling for the towel. And she protected that. Because then then I'm like, oh man, his mask, he's known for tearing his mask, especially when he he bleeds. Um, But the mask was, then, we see Claudio coming back in with the whole mask. I'm like, oh, man, that guy had no mask. So it it, it made sense. Okay. Um, they protected him well. Then they beat him down with a towel on his face. That last five minutes was better than the first eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So again, like you just led to after the match, BCC jumps the Lucha Bros, leaving them laying. Um, Claudio doesn't look bad in a mask. He could be a masked wrestler if he wanted to. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, no, I, I mean, just like imagine it. They write him off like, like a injured or something. Exactly. You know, you write him off like an injury or something, and then a week later, somebody shows up looking just like him but has a mask on. I know we've done this storyline before, but is, hey. is he is he El Generico 2.0? No, I mean, that's what he looks like, right? He'd be LBCC 2.0, <laughs> he's LBCC. Yeah, he's El Generico 2.0, just a taller version. <laughs> yes. Uh, is that kind of like Fuego 2? No. Oh, Fuego 2 was Cody. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. The uh, tattoo on the neck definitely didn't give that away. He needed to come out in a turtleneck. Okay, Fabe. What's that? <laughs> uh, next, we see Kenny Omega backstage. Uh, as he is asked about Wembley Stadium, he is sitting down next week to talk to JR about his future and what he plans for Wembley. It's, it's off spray. It's got to be. It's off spray. Yeah, it's got to be. You put him in a cage this time? Yes. I mean, they had two classics. They had two classic straight professional wrestling matches. We're still outside things got involved, like tables and, you know, things like that. Put them in the cage. Say we want to contain this to the ring, and obviously you two can't stay in the ring, so you're going to be in a cage. I, I don't know. I feel like I, I know it's it's the rubber match too, right? Mm-hmm. So we already have a rubber match with the punk or – with FDR the bucks. bucks and them, so 
it's hard to have two storylines going in where it's both say it's rubber match. So I feel like you got to put a stipulation on this match since it's announced later. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the only other one that could make sense would be a um, four corners match, kind of like a dog, call, dog collar match, but you got to do the four corners. Something like that where they where they they keep them together, um, or or a cage match. Yeah. Uh. So up next, the entire mogul embassy heads to the ring. They talk about why they did what they did last week. Darby comes out, tells Fox that uh, you know doesn't matter what he does he will always credit him for changing his life because that's what he did he tells fox you know you have some new friends there but i have friends too they waited a few seconds too long to shut the lights off in my opinion um but you knew it was sting um we got to hear i thought it would be sting and nick but uh i think if nick's gonna be back it would be back next week or so i thought until he's managing darby or tagging with darby friday night on rampage but what do i know i don't have the pencil uh why not uh because tanner took it with him and he didn't give it to me because he's a jackass (laughs) but uh lights come back on it's sting we get bat shots. Everybody's flying out of the ring. Uh, Darby tries to chase down somebody, but Prince Nana grabs his boot to prevent him from getting over the guardrail to chase after Fox. Uh, Sting points the bat at the all-in sign, so and then it is announced that it is a tag team coffin match fox and strickland versus allen and sting i this is gonna be i'll i'll admit it this will be my first tag team coffin match i don't know if there's ever been one before or not i could be completely wrong in thinking that this is the first one ever but who knows as darby's never lost lost a coffin match right I don't think Darby's ever won a coffin match. Really? I don't. Okay. Maybe he's 50 50. I don't remember. remember Now you're going to make me. I remember uh, coughing coffin drop through a coffin once. I thought that was for the win, though. Mm hmm. Uh, let's see here. Now we're just going to see more high spots with Sting trying to go through tables and coffins? Yes. That's exactly what we will see. Uh, well, uh, let's see. I don't want casket matches involving Undertaker. That doesn't help me out very much, Uncle Google. Jeez. He does, according to Google Analytics, he probably does have more coffin matches, so. Well, he does, but I said, you know, Darby Allen coffin match record, and I get Undertaker. Well, that's Google for you. 
So, all right, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think he's lost one. I don't think he has. He beat Andrade and Brody that I'm seeing. Uh, yeah, didn't he cough and drop bro or uh, he won the first the coffin for the win? I think so. He won the first ever coffin match or AEW coffin match against uh, Ethan Page. So yeah, yeah that, he may that was, be undefeated. That was back from their evolve evolved days where they had those body bag matches. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That was in what what documentary was that in? I don't know. Um man, there was a documentary back when Ethan Page and Darby were uh I was oh gosh, I'm gonna have to look that up. It's gonna bother me. It was one of the it was one of the channels that you would not think would do a um, documentary on professional wrestling, but they did, and they followed involved. They talked to Gabe Paskolski. Am I saying that right? Right. And if like sure. when, when they were backstage, it was like Riddle, Drew McIntyre was in this documentary, and it was Ethan Page and Darby. Uh, as well, um, and, and one of the spots of the of the documentary was um, Riddle was on early, and he said, "Hey," and I'll never. He was sitting in the backstage. He had a big old dip in, and Riddle goes, "Hey, after my match, like, can I go to my merch table and do that?" And he's like, "No, you're going to wait till the end to go to your merch table because if you leave now, people will leave the arena." From the performers and go back like like it was Gabe just teaching these guys and I think Gabe is a uh, genius mind of business. He was trained by Paul Heyman, you know. He was Paul Heyman's lackey in ECW. Um, I just think the stuff that come. I mean, obviously, look what Involved did like partnered with obviously WWE, but some of the greatest wrestlers came through Evolve. Um, there were some Evolve pay per views or whatever on the network before I went to yes the cock so yeah I don't know I don't know what that I, I know I found I talk about some damn documentary that involved around ball but whatever it's okay it's okay yeah. rabbit hole ah it's okay it's what we do here now that pisses me off I'm gonna look this up yeah you look that up, but yeah, he's three and zero in coffin matches, so chances are Sting and Darby are winning this one. Yeah, um, pretty good at it. Main event time: The Kirishita versus Anna J for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, I will admit I was not. Uh, as excited for this match as I thought I was going to be. Um, Cause I think both of these women are very talented individuals, but uh, I, I had a bathroom break cause I was not expecting it to be the main event. Uh, and I had to run my trash out uh, cause tomorrow morning trash. Pick <laughs> <laughs> wow. I did that before coming to the podcast. So uh, what I did watch was, entertaining uh at the tail end she hits the falcon arrow and the katana to retain 
So Daddy Magic it okay. and uh, it was on, it was on Vice. Oh, sorry, uh, I know you're talking about the main event. No, go right. I ahead. am hundred percent sure this was on Vice TV. And it was before Dark Side of the Ring, and it was a guy that was traveling around, getting. He wanted to learn. Um, hold on here. <laughs> Yeah, I, God, what was it? I think it was called. It was called wrestling. He went down to Mexico and watched the lucha, uh, lucha libre. Um, he followed Evol. He followed these guys that did this Northern Canada loop. Um. Yeah, it was. It was. It was on Vice TV. It was before Dark Side of the Ring, and, and I think it was successful. So. It made them go into dark side of the ring, but yeah. Anyways, another. I think Vice does a really good documentary, so they do. I don't agree with a lot of their other stuff. They have some good docs. Uh, yes, it was called wrestling. You're right. Yep. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Sheeta wins. Um. At the tail end of the match, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand tried to wake Anna Jay up. Uh, didn't work. And that allowed Sheeta to pick up the victory. Now, the reason tonight's episode is, in, is titled, Is the Jericho Appreciation Society Done? Why would Cool Hand and Daddy Magic be out there if JAS was done? They have no ties to Anna Jay without JAS. Are they going to start their own faction without Jericho? The Equal Appreciation Society. Uh, no. I think they go off in the distance. I think it was a way to get them involved tonight. Um, they supported her in the promo. So it only makes sense that they come out tonight. But as they evolve, I think they should distance themselves from each other. I really do. I agree. I agree. Um, Majin reminds us that they were the closest with Anna. And that is true. That is true. They did a lot of stuff with her when she was still throwing people over her tables and downstairs and she missed a couple spots. I was referring to Stu. Oh. 2.0 and Anna were friends when Anna was still part of Dark Order, throwing Stu over tables and things like that. No. Majin says what we've thought for a couple weeks now, Anna should go with Jack, become that power couple. I think she could beat up Jack. Yes. I'm just saying there's a there's a there's a there's a big caboose there. She wears <laughs> the pants in the family. Yeah. Like I said, there's a big caboose there. Yes. So yeah, that was dynamite tonight. Yeah. 201. 201 episodes of dynamite. So Shep 
with that, what is your rating for tonight? Um, it was an okay show. Didn't do anything spectacular. The show started off hot with that JS segment. Really enjoyed that. Liked the MJF Adam Cole segment. Wrestling wise, I thought the Hardys Bucks maybe been the best wrestling match that we saw tonight. So um, I'm going to be right there where I normally am. I'm going to go with 6.7. All right. Uh, I'm lower than you this week. I'm at a 6.1. You did not um, like the show. I was not. No, I caught myself looking at my phone a lot more than I normally do during the show. Um, like I said, I was all for this main event. I was excited that it was the main event. And then it started and I went, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then I came out and went, well, I'm going to run trash out real quick. Um, yeah, it lost my interest pretty quickly. But uh Yeah. Uh, I agree. Opening segment, MJF, Adam Cole, fantastic. Bucks and Hardys were the match of the night, if we were to do a match of the night. Yeah. All right, so I went first. So who's your wrestler of the night? uh, He didn't wrestle. Daddy Magic. Oh, you (laughs) bastard. You should have gone first because my second choice was Cool Hand. (laughs) Yeah, my second will be Cool Hand. I, those, those two guys delivered tonight on the mic was great promos made you believe pulled your pulled you in um it helped that jericho's face wreck like his reactions were like real yeah. so i mean we it don't, wasn't we don't get to talk about 2.0 very much no we don't um but those guys showed some true true talent tonight and yeah, they both deserve wrestler of the night. Yes, absolutely. Not often we agree with that, but I'm glad we were in agreement tonight. So, Shep, anything else you want to talk about? We, we Shorter than normal, but not a very impressive show. Not a whole lot on the Cody segment to talk about this week. No. SummerSlam was the best part of the last seven days for Cody, in my opinion. The, the only other thing making waves right now, and it's because he's so good at social media, and we got to talk about the indie god, Matt Cardona. Yes. All right. The guy made a comment. <laughs> he made a comment about, yeah, there might be SummerSlam going on, but I just won – an independent title in the back. He was outdoors in a backyard, and I I couldn't tell you the independent promotion's name. Looked like a decent crowd. Um. Uh. So, I, I really think this guy is, and and he's 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 snowballing off his wife who is uh, a current tag title champion in, in WWE. In fact, he, looked, he showed up, he showed up at an East or a, 
not GCW. He showed up at an independent show with his wife's tag title, which I thought was really ballsy. He's one half of one half of the tag team champions. Obviously, it's a it's a replica, but he he's getting more publicity than his wife is, who's on on national television every week. Like, I to me, that would not sit good with Tanner's uncle. No, but he keeps doing it. He doesn't care. Yep, very true. He very had true. a uh, he had a uh, uh, Instagram reel of his fanny pack and the trail of money that leads up into the bed with Chelsea. And it was just like thousands of dollars or whatever. I'm like, he is literally gotta be the highest paid guy on the Indies right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, uh, the major Bendy's podcast that he does helps out with that, you know, and his, uh, figures that he has the figures i don't understand i mean i'm i'm not into that world uh, ask tanner about it he's got you know all the aew ones sure but, stupid mark wow guy's on his honeymoon you're calling him a stupid mark that's harsh hey that's where you called me a mark the other day and i had no clue what was going on oh geez i got in the car and it was like nine o'clock in the morning Listen to your radio station and freaking wayward son comes on on the vinyl. And I'm like, where did this come from? It's Paul Mark. I have uh, done my best to not play that on vinyl since the Bucks started using it because I knew you would, if you heard it, you would call me a Mark. I heard it. I called you a Mark. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't even pick it. That's the best part. I was like the headphones in doing my work and Shep text, Paul, you stupid Mark. <laughs> what the hell did I do now? Uh, but uh, Majin agrees with us. He, uh, he feels the uh, end of the main event was a little messed up. Yeah, I don't think Anna was supposed to hit the kendo stick. At the end, I don't know. I didn't catch it. I heard somebody say something about the kendo stick hitter. And I don't think that was supposed to happen. So, yeah. I was taming my zoo at that point. This 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 match should have led off the show. It should have. Instead of being the main event. It should have. It should have been uh, JAS, women's tag, or tag, women's championship, and then the rest of the show. Leave and the Bucks and Hardys it. for the main event. You could easily build the Bucks Hardy's main event. I mean, the name mm-hmm. alone should build you the main event. Absolutely. And that has nothing to do with those two being no. ladies. It just it just didn't fit. No, it did not. Uh last week was a good main event and Sheeta was part of that. So there's proof that women can be in the main event. This one just didn't feel right. It didn't fit right. Right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. All right. What do we do now? Oh, we wrapped this right. Yeah. Yeah. You got the read, man. He's damn right. There's no writers, man. And and oh, the they're... backup guy's in his honeymoon. So I mean, you know, I'm I'm flying blind here. No, I'm kidding. 
Hey, uh, check out kickingoutshop.com. It's your place to go for all of your KOP merchandise. You can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so. Uh, Shep's going to order a glass. We were talking about this last week when my computer just that. went haywire. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. I had too much to drink last week, so. Well, we, okay, it was two weeks ago because you went to Denver. Like <sighs> right after the podcast. That was the worst time of my life. Tanner likes it. Fuck Denver. That explains a lot about Tanner. Fuck. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't. Do we already have the explicit mark? I don't know, but we do now. Either way, so we're good. You could not pay me enough money to fly through that stupid ass airport ever again. And and then on top of that, drive another seventeen thousand feet to some ski town. Where none of those condos have air conditioning because they're freaking made for the winter. And you go there and it's 90, like, no, never again. Just, just, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'd rather fly to fucking Alaska and deal with that stuff than fly to Denver. Denver, Colorado is the closest shithole to California and Newark, New Jersey. There you go. Well, all the MJF fans now hate you because you just put down where they're from. Dude, have you ever flown into Newark Airport? Dude, I've never flown. Oh, this is shithole. Well, apart from a, a little personal plane that I legitimately flew, but that's beyond the point. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. Newark, New Jersey is a shithole airport. It's a shithole town. Sorry. It's shithole. It's just it's right there with Denver. Freaking dude, in all just, of California, apparently. California, California just probably needs to break away and float in the Pacific. <laughs> it was supposed to have by now. Remember, we were told by oh. the year 2020 it was going to be its own thing. Yeah, like like I'm okay with that. Let's let's make it happen. Them in Florida. Florida was supposed to sink into the ocean, and, and no, California like, was supposed to I float like away. I like Florida. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. Those those were what we were told as kids. Is that's what was going to happen by like 2020? That was some weird geography classes you were in. Yes, <laughs> but remember, we were also the generation that was told to turn their computer off uh, December 31st, 1999, in case everything went haywire in Y2K. Yeah, see that that was not going to work for me because there was a computer game called Ultimate Online that. I played way too much and didn't care. Started playing it in the late nineties and played it in the early two thousands. And it was a, the most addicting game. And I used to be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself a gamer, but I was addicted to that game. Like that game was life outside of high school. So Uh, mine was Diablo. Diablo came right after Ultimate Online. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I got into PC gaming was Diablo. Yeah. Uh, I did I, I played a little bit of that, but I don't I don't remember like getting too far in advance of that one, but I never made it out of like the first city. I just went around and killed a bunch of people and leveled up and had fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm terrible at playing games because I don't follow the story. I just go do my own thing. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, go check out kickingoutshop.com. It's your place to go for all of your kicking out uh, podcast merchandise. Uh, you can get a, a mug, or, well, not a mug, a glass and drink with Shep every week as you listen to KOP or watch along with us as we go live. And you can follow us on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcast, leave us that five-star review because we are five-star KOP. And it's been proven. Go look us up. We are five-star on Apple Podcast. That's all that matters. Uh, go follow Tanner Lee, even though he's not here on social media at Tanner Lee nine, two follow Austin Shepard at the Shep 27 and be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman nine, two, one. And with that for Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>